Well, welcome to our Awakening Moments podcast. Lori and I are so excited to spend some time with you. And what we'd love to do today is celebrate Heart Conference. Celebrate what God did. Celebrate just how coming out of that weekend, the extraordinary come alive of just what God did in our lives as we came hungry for Him. And it reminds me of the psalm as we've talked about coming alive, but what all of you women did that came that week, this past weekend in Psalm 27, verse eight, it says, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. And I feel like all of you came alive. You came to the table, you heard the invitation and you came right now and said, Lord, I'm coming. And boy, Lord, did the women not come ready. They were so ready for all that God had in store. Oh, absolutely. I love that scripture. It's so good. Oh, that is so amazing. And truly, that is what happened. That was the heart of the weekend. And that is exactly what happened. And honestly, if you're listening to this podcast today and you're like, oh, I wasn't at her conference. Is this even going to be relevant for me? I just encourage you to stay in and listen because there could be just some, some, as we share some testimonies of what God did, just some things that God wants to awaken in your heart and spirit. Because the reality is that God is definitely at move in this season. And it wasn't about whether you were at a heart conference or not. That's right. God is moving. Like he is moving in profound ways. And he's inviting us deeper into his presence. He's inviting us deeper into knowing him. He's inviting us into intimacy with him. And this was just one this was just one container like of that. But it's this is happening everywhere. This is happening every Sunday in your churches. This is happening in your time with the Lord on your own. This is happening in small groups and in conversations. So you don't have to shut the podcast off because you weren't at Heart Conference. This is just a testimony to what God is at work doing in this mm. season. And it is exciting. So exciting. Like it is incredible and it is exciting. And I just encourage you, if you weren't able to come this year, we have tickets available for next year already for 2024. And so you can go to heartconference.ca. You can get your tickets for next year. And we just encourage you to come. We have an early bird rate for the month of March. So March 2023 only uh, is an early bird rate of $69. And you are most welcome to get your ticket, secure a ticket and come and, and come on the journey with us next year if you, if you want to be there. Anyways. All right. Let's just dig into some of the faves, some of the highlights. I know there's so, so, so much to share. And especially from your, my perspective of like having all the organization of the event and thinking through like you, Rhonda, predominantly prayed into, so prayed into and worked with our team on every single worship song we sung like just and the brilliance of like the connection of the songs like having to really pray into even like what songs were we going to rest in and what we're going to be sort of a focal part of the processing of what God was doing as we sing in praise, right? It helps us to articulate mm-hmm. what God's at work doing. You did such an amazing job and I loved so much how you came out of our opener with a mic at loud. Oh, it was so, so, so good and so powerful. And then we just went into worship in such a beautiful way, like well, well, well done on it. But worship was amazing oh the women i just want to celebrate that (gasps) can we just celebrate that i actually i warrant the team that was on most of them had never been on a heart conference before this was our first time and i remember saying to them a couple of us worship leaders had done it but i said listen get ready because you think your pack you can hear as soon as these women start hearing 
just don't even bother yelling. You're not going to be able to sing over them. You're not going to hear over your packs. Jack the click, jack the track, because what you think, the women will be literally this sound like a rushing, like roaring waters. The first note, like I remember I said, welcome to heart conference. The screaming of the women, all the guys started killing themselves laughing because I turned around and Stanley was like, oh my goodness, like the the roar, it was like this roar of anticipation, this buildup. We haven't been able to do this for a couple of years. The excitement packed to the brim. I mean, not a seat available, people standing in the back, standing in the foyer. I mean, we were packed. And so, I mean, the roar and then the women singing, there is nothing like leading worship and not singing. I know it sounds crazy, but the best worships, the best worship sets wow. are when you literally start the song and everyone just takes over. Oh. And I feel like that's actually worship. It's meant to be corporate. It's meant to be a family, all of us singing as one to one king, him. And so I want to celebrate the worship. And I mean, we got to do one of my favorite songs, which is amazing. Rattle is one of my faves, ah! one of them. That was one of our I've key got, songs. I know one of our key songs. It was about come alive, dry bones. But honestly, the women and even their just openness and excitement for what God had already started before they just came erupting. So we just celebrate the worship. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Of the women. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. It beautiful. was beautiful. And it's so interesting. I got such a beautiful testimony from somebody about the worship. You know, they were they were just talking about how, you know, they they were a worship leader at another church. And they lead the worship ministry there. And, and they were just saying that she was just saying that there's like a lot of tensions between the worship leader and sometimes the tech people and just like having even lights and, you know, haze and all these like screen elements, like all these other elements as part of the worship experience. And, you know, because she's like, I'm honestly anti anti all of that stuff. Like we don't need that in worship. And it's true. We don't mm -hmm. need mm -hmm. it in worship. We recognize that too. We don't believe we need it in any way. But she said, you know, this is the first time that I've actually seen it done in such a tasteful way, like such a way that actually enhanced the worship experience and didn't distract or take away from. It. And I thought, what a beautiful wow. testament to the guys who put so much prayer so and beautiful. so much preparation and so much intention into allowing the the technology that we have to actually enhance the worship experience and to be worshipful mm. and worship led and not yeah. like about glitz and you know hype and all like these other sort of I mean, it gets a bad name, especially like right now, I think in the church. And I, I do think there's a place for it, but there's also, we don't need it. Like all of those are tensions we, we navigate and manage because we don't believe for one second, we don't even need instruments. Like mm -hmm. we don't mm -hmm. need nope. any nope. of that, but it is about using the gifts in the body of Christ as worship. And I just, I'm so thankful for how, because it was spectacularly beautiful too oh. and I only know that from the photos because where I sit in the service I can't see the whole experience you guys on stage as worship leaders you don't see any of it you don't get to see any of it in the photos it is so beautiful the colors oh. and just the the intention of like all the themes together like so beautiful I just I can't even believe it but the opening night I think one of my favorite 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 moments was when the women reached into their bags and oh. they pulled out a personal invitation to Jesus that just invited them into this well first of all it was a prophetic word written on a card a unique one given to each of the women that the women of 
our house, spend time with Jesus, receive these words. And each of them had a focus on a specific word that had a necklace with that word in it inside the invitation. Like it was so beautiful. And I remember when the Lord sort of dropped this idea on my heart, I was like, I was like thinking, this is a massive undertaking. Like, how do I even actually do this? But you know what? This is what was supposed to be. And it came together in such a beautiful way. We had to have, first of all, a group of like over 25 women writing these beautiful, beautiful prophetic words. Then we had a whole team of people that came together to put the word to, first of all, make all the necklaces, then put the necklace with the invitation into an envelope with a wax seal with the heart logo. That was like over the top gorgeous, by the way. what? Like it was so, and this was like a massive army of people that came together. And there was one, and I'm going to give just a little shout out here to Amanda Panda because she took all the rest that were left and finished them. She probably did about 250 of them herself because oh our army only got about 500 done. She took the last 250, did them herself, put them all together, like just prayed over everyone. And it's funny because she actually had this idea a couple of years ago and just said, imagine if we gave everyone a personalized note. And so anyway, this was part of just even her heart and sowing seeds into this idea. And I just love that. But beautifully, again this army of women coming together to make this happen and that moment for so many so all the women took the necklace out put it on and it became this beautiful ministry moment like as people were weeping with this word that God chose for them and they were like I can't I got so many so many testimonies about how much that word meant to them and impacted them in a very profound and personal way Lord, honestly, it's so true that first night. And that's exactly we, when we thought for even planning the service that it would be a bit more ministry oriented. Once those women got their words, the eruption of crying, talking, celebrating community, people were sharing, sharing. with each other. They couldn't even take it. It was like, it just, and then it yeah. took over the rest of the night. Then we just kind of ended the service and let them just kind of organically yeah. connect. Talk about it and oh, process and it. Everybody and was saying, what's your word? What's your word? And how many were like, what's your word? What's your word? And I think so many were flabbergasted that it was different for everyone. I think some people thought, most thought everyone got that word. And then they were started realizing that all the words were different and God handpicked, really handpicked for each one what they were going to receive. It was profound. I think some people probably felt like if I came for the conference just for that, I can walk away and be like, God, you just did something transformative. Like if they were wondering if they could hear from God, he spoke directly so beautifully to all of them. So I know my word was so profound. What was your word? Oh yeah. Great question. So my word was joy in the journey. And the note that came with it was, oh my goodness. It was so powerful, intimate, beautiful, like profound and interestingly enough what was so special about the because I like I organized this part of it so I received all the words I read them all I knew who wrote all of them and this one came from one of my mentors like one of my greatest mentors so it was really personal that God chose that one for me because it came from someone who I'm very very close with and the word just actually the word ministered to me the first time I read it and ministered to me again in such a profound profound way and I'm excited for whatever joy 
means, whatever gift of joy God has for the journey that's ahead. And I just love it. I, it was, it was powerful. Isn't that yeah. so beautiful? What was yours? Mine was enough. And funny enough, that's a funny enough that did not, I didn't mean to say that, <laughs> but honestly, it is something that I've always felt is that I'm not enough or not good enough or haven't done enough, or I need to be better. Do I have what it takes? So this word, I actually started crying when I got it. I was like, of course, God, you gave me this. And I even want to just say, even as I was reading through um, the word itself, this literally, whatever the word is, your promise will be the very contended space in your life. So for those of you that came to the conference, and I think this may be a beautiful, we can still keep celebrating. So maybe I'll come back to this. No, no, no. Do you want me to keep going? No, no, go. Okay. But I feel like when we receive a word from God, it is meant to be a, this is a promise and a provision, but this will be the exact space that right now the enemy will struggle to bring Mm. you down. And so if it's joy in the journey, discouragement, all of those things, like it will, that will be a contentment space for me enough of feeling literally perfectionism, not enough. Like it will be the opposite because whatever God promises you, he will do the counter opposite to actually rob that very word and seed in your life. So I just want to say whatever word you received, if you are experiencing, perhaps it was fearless and you're now experiencing fear, anxiety, just know that is not by accident. That is an actual plot of the enemy to rob that seed of intimacy and faith that God specifically deposited for you to stand on. So oftentimes when God gives us something, it's a contended space that we receive it in faith and we recognize that the enemy will do everything to rob, steal, and destroy that very word because it's part of a new season and a new breakthrough for you. And so just be completely affirmed and aware and encouraged that when you you feel that, you'd be like, you know what? No, I am fearless. No, God's not giving me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. I'm not receiving that today. I am not putting that on. I'm going to receive and put on the fearlessness that God has given me in his spirit. For me, when I start to feel just perfectionism or I'm not enough or feel inadequate, insecure, no, I am enough. Because when I'm weak, he is strong and God is sufficient for all that I need. So I need to lean on the sufficiency of Christ and be enough in him because he is enough. And so may you just feel encouraged today that it will not be by accident these next couple weeks or even in the season to come that that very word would be contended for. So stand on it, lay hold of it and believe it because it's yours to lay hold of. Mm, Wow. Good word. Mm -hmm. Good word. I love that. Mm -hmm. That is so, 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 so good. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. Oh, okay. So good. Okay. So let's keep celebrating. Okay. A few more highlights. All right. So then we move into our Saturday morning uh, session. Of course, just a beautiful message from Pastor Ingrid. Oh. Beautiful time of intimate worship as well. But honestly, a highlight for me was that song. Oh. That Psalm 23. No, Psalm um, 63. Psalm 63. Psalm 63. Jeremy Riddle. Look it up right now. Put it on your Spotify playlist oh. and listen to it. It is be. Wasn't that? Didn't that just usher? Profound. It oh. gave this massive breath and rest oh. and comfort. Oh, my goodness. And realignment yeah. and focus. Yeah. And even the lighting, everything went really was all oh, blue and everything yeah. went dark and intimate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the singing of it, the ex, the it was beyond beautiful. It was so beautiful, but the words, yeah, that beautiful psalm. That's a beautiful psalm. Oh, yeah. Totally, Put it on your playlist. Totally, Absolutely, totally. And so many just beautiful, beautiful moments, right? Because the heart conference is like a journey. We start on the Friday night, and we take 
we do take people on a journey and Saturday kind of brings us into a little bit more of the inner working of, you know, what does God, where does God need to go? Where, what does he need to touch on in order and what's standing in the way of us literally coming into his presence? What's blocking us from coming into that intimacy in our relationship with him? And so I think that happened in such a beautiful, beautiful way. Mm -hmm. And I know like a a lot of you and I did a session on, you know, uh, just helping people to craft a call to being statement as opposed to just focusing on all of our doing all the time, Mm -hmm. what we do, our spiritual gifts, all of that. But like, what does it look like to actually lean into just who we're called to be in Christ? Mm -hmm. Like who, what is the delight the delight aspect of being you know with him in him like in that space and um i got a couple of testimonies too of just the highlighting specific scriptures that have been meaningful Mm -hmm. about what is in the call to be within those life scriptures and within those um words that god has spoken and promised over many many years i thought it was really really powerful and beautiful i love that and i also want to celebrate okay this is on a completely side note but about it in that morning, when I woke up and I saw the amount of snow, there was a snowstorm, like a, a massive, massive, like, terrible snowstorm. Terrible. 20, we got like 20, over 20 centimeters yeah. of snow. And yeah. I have to say, I opened my window and I was so grumpy. I was like, snow, get out of here. Like of all the weekends to dump snow on a Saturday morning of our heart conference, like I was so annoyed and so grumpy and I'm driving in the car. I'm kind of grumpy. My daughter, my grumpy, my daughter's with me. And I'm like, I'm really sorry, Jada, but I'm just getting so grumpy right now. Cause I'm looking at the snow and I feel like, I hope the women come. Like I, you know, we just in my own heart, like I was like, Oh my goodness, there's so much planned today. Just the whole morning. Oh me of little faith. <laughs> it was more full on Saturday than it was on Friday. <laughs> I, I literally lo- looked and all the women, as soon as we walked on, it was full. All the seats were full again. I, I was like, oh my goodness, hunger stopped nobody. But I have to celebrate all those women. I know one said it took her an hour and a half to get like a half an hour drive. The roads were so bad, but got up early, was like, I am not missing what God has. And I want to celebrate all the women. And thank you, God, for your protection, ultimate protection. All the women that got here on the Saturday morning. And it was filled to the brim again in the middle of a snowstorm. That to me is extraordinary. Honestly, I just think like, wow, wow. Amazing. So, so cool. So, so so cool. cool. Okay. 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 And so, okay, this is also a little rabbit trail, but how funny (laughs) were the YouTube videos too? I couldn't take it. The fake car conference YouTube videos. I say fake, but they're not actually fake. They're real. They totally (laughs) are. real YouTube videos, but we like kind of pretend to have a YouTube channel because we don't have an official one. It's only at heart conference, but they are so funny. Yeah. I, I loved them. And each of them you know, we're, was in the theme of the session. Every session is themed. And then the the video is in the, it's, I, I, I just love how all of those elements just all meld together. It's so fun. I know. And our team's all in to just embarrass themselves and have fun. So oh my gosh, yours was shout out. so funny um, you with your daughters. We'll be posting too. this. We, we definitely will be posting this. It is on YouTube right now at Heart Conference, our Heart Conference channel, and probably on Instagram someday soon. So I know I can't <laughs> wait. Yours too. I loved it. I love them all. I love They're how it all so unfolded. Funny. So great. Yeah. Okay. And then we get to Saturday's last session. I, I don't even know if we can even not focus on anything else but the baptisms. I know. I know. No, 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 no. Oh, before the baptisms. Before okay. the baptisms. Okay. The opener. 
come to oh, life. Oh, what am I going to say? Oh, back my. To life. Back oh, to life. So, t- oh, yeah. What am I thinking? Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Totally, totally. So, yeah, we open up the session with this incredible worship song, Back to Life, and it, which is just a song. It's just a song, but it's a beautiful song. In the middle of the song, there's five worship leaders up there, and they each take about a minute, two minutes to just do just a testimony. Well, the first one opens it up with such vulnerability, such vulnerability. Like it literally set the stage for uh, just to lean into the brokenness of our life, just our past, our, our pain, just give it all to God to for him to breathe new life into that space. It was so, so powerful. And it really did set the temperature. Then every testimony after that, they just went into the depths of just their soul space to just lay a bear before the women, identify with them, identify with them in their brokenness. And it was profound and beautiful and fast. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a long moment, but it was so profoundly and it ushered in this presence of God to the last one. Oh my goodness. The last one just stepped into this like incredible depth of authority that I have never seen before. That was not her at all. Like something like a literal Holy Spirit, like revival took over her body and mouth. And she just began to declare like God's truth and promises, like over her own life, over the women, and then stepped into an authority and literally something shifted in the room. And there was freedom. You at could that feel moment. there was break, at like that people moment. are being yeah. set free. Yeah, at that moment. And it just, something happened in that moment. And so to go into the baptisms, you know, shortly after that, really the the ground, the spiritual ground was just set to lean into that and just to, yeah, just to receive. And then 38, 38 women just flooding into this tiny room. And it was absolute chaos back there (laughs) like people getting clothes and people going into the tank and people getting prayed for before and people getting prayed for after and just profound family members people jumping into the tank to baptize family like it was it was just so beautiful so the chaos and the beauty and the profoundness and yeah, extraordinary. And this was, and so those of you that weren't there, this was not planned. We had planned this in the background, like just feeling prepared, prepared that we just, yeah, we had a sense that this was, we wanted to open it up and let anyone who wanted, but those that got baptized, there was no planning on that. It was brought up in worship. If right now you want to have a spontaneous baptism, there's no other way to come alive. And 38, and it was literally immediate. It was like this rush of people just got up crying and it wasn't an emotionalism. Like I keep saying that because it literally each one that you talk to, you can see the authentic journey that they were like, this has come. I've been wanting to, or this moment, or I just gave my life to the Lord and this is time. Like everything that was happening was so unique, so personal, so life changing. Like we literally saw the come alive like that. You don't get more come alive than that. Like that is the most symbolic come alive moment is to be baptized right there. It was so amazing. And it was so cool too, because it was everything from young people. Yeah. So lots of younger girls um, to teenagers. It was doctors. It was people on the verge of homelessness. It was a, people in coming out of addictions. I mean, like you're talking like every single possible type of woman scenario, older people, like everything, grandmothers. I mean, it was everything. Everybody. Everybody in such a profound, beautiful, beautiful, oh, 
it was just, yeah. And two people, two people too said to me last night, you know, after what God did last night, the, the night before, I actually went home and I prayed. God, it would be so amazing if I could get baptized. Two people told me that. Oh, wow. It would be so amazing if I could get baptized. That's what, and I, I was just like, well, God knew and did this for you. Like this was, he heard yeah. your prayer yeah. and this was for you. So cool. What a memory eh, to have been baptized at a heart conference spontaneously. And I mean, we had everything from t-shirts to shorts to flip-flops to undergarments. You had name it. I think Pastor Kaylee even brought like makeup wipes. Like we had everything Um, ready to go. But it was truly incredible to see 38 people take that step. Amazing. Amazing. And we had it on the camera. So it was so cool because it was on a side room because we couldn't do it in the sanctuary. Having it in the side room. The tech team were so extraordinary that as soon as they saw someone was be baptized, they put it, they put it up on the screen. And I love the absolute eruption of people clapping and celebrating. And I just want to also say to the worship team, they just kept leaning in, kept worshiping. I mean, it took our worship from like triple the time and they just followed. (laughs) They just went and women just entered in. They fully just immersed themselves in the moment, recognized that this was sovereign recognize that this they didn't want to miss out and so it was just so beautiful to see this collective move of a family celebrating but yet experiencing worship and god in their own way in the sanctuary too it was just so beautiful so beautiful so so cool yeah so cool so this is culminating into you know you getting up to share the final like ezekiel word the dry bones coming alive like prophesying that scripture into Mm. our spirits in such a profound and beautiful way. And honestly, like it was like, I just love how you did it too. Like the eruption of like when the scripture actually calls us to stand, calls the dry bones to stand and all the women just stood to their feet and just received that into their spirit. It was such a beautiful moment. And another really unexpected moment just towards the end, you know, um, Three years ago at her conference, I remember standing and just saying at the very end, just saying, like, if you've got a big dream, like if you've got a dream on your heart, that's impossible. Like, it's just you have this idea, you have this dream, like, like let's just stand. And I just want to speak into that. I just want to pray into that. I have a big dream and I had shared, which is honestly so weird for me because I never say my big dreams out loud. I just don't really say them. I, I, I just tuck them into my heart. But I said out loud, you know, I would love to see her conference go across Canada. And it was just such a like it was uncomfortable for me to say it. I, I just was like, <laughs> ah, but anyways, little did I know Ermory was sitting in the seats from Vancouver that at that conference three years ago. And, you know, we uh, she I met her there. And over the last three years, we developed a relationship. So she's the reason we're having her conference in Vancouver, the fruition of that faith step to actually declare that dream and there was probably about like if I remember correctly just a handful of women that stood for that prayer like just a handful like it was like a smattering of maybe 10 women across the whole room that stood up for that prayer we prayed into it and I know that some of them have stepped into the dreams that they were Mm -hmm. believing for Um, some were to go overseas some were uh, there there were some specific things well we did it again this year just wanted to take just a moment just to say like if you're believing for you know just something that you can't do on your own stand up and three quarters of the room stood up so amazing and I I just I like in that moment that just that like seeing three quarters of the room stand up that number one acknowledging I have a dream that is bigger than me like just to acknowledge that is 
huge. But the fact that three quarters of the room have a dream that's bigger than them, they actually have something they're believing God for is absolutely incredible. And I wondered if we would have asked that same question on Friday night when they arrived, how many women would have stood? But because of what was poured into them all Mm. weekend long, Mm. like this faith Mm. arose Mm -hmm. in that moment Mm -hmm. to say, just maybe, Mm -hmm. just maybe Mm -hmm. God Mm -hmm. can do in me what is absolutely impossible in the natural. Mm. I don't, I bet you any money would have been 10 people Mm. on the opening night, but because of the faith that had arose and all the seeds that were sown that whole weekend, I really sensed like that was also a testimony moment of what had been infused all weekend long. And I thought that was so profound. It impacted me so much. And we just prayed an arrow prayer. Like it wasn't a major thing, but just seeing them stand, I was like, wow, you have a dream and you have the faith to stand in this moment and believe for it. God's going to do some extraordinary things with the women in that room. Absolutely. Like that we have no idea Mm. that we have no idea. Mm. And we were literally the fruition of that. Mm. Like we had no idea. It wasn't, it wasn't possible. There was no connections. There was no options of it. And here we are three years later out of a COVID season, a a death season, like, right. So really, really, really profound. So you have no idea the seeds of the dreams that you're holding on to, like what God wants to do and just tuck them away, but believe, let yeah. God, let God do what only he can do, Yeah, but it's possible. Laura, that is so profound. Like what a breakthrough weekend, what a breakthrough weekend and what God did in all. And I mean, we're just doing a quick like touchdown. Yeah. Like there's yeah. so many, Yeah, we could be on this podcast for hours talking yeah. about all the different movements, but just those highlights that we wanted to talk about. And I think it'd be really neat to talk about what do you do like when you've had a breakthrough, like this kind of weekend How do you or in your life, like if you never attended a heart conference, once again, like I love that you're on because this is a real kind of beautiful gem for you to tuck away. What do you do when you have a real breakthrough in your life, a real encounter or something that happens that just like just positions you in a different frame of mind? You're like, oh my goodness, God just broke something off my life. What happens when you have a breakthrough? So do you want to talk a little bit and yeah, unpack that the weeks yeah. to come? Yes. What kind of follows yes. that? Yes, 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 for sure. Because obviously, you know, and you touched on this just a little bit earlier, when God breaks through something in your life, it is going to be a space that the enemy is going to want to get ground again. And so I think the number one thing that's so, so important after you get free or you you have a breakthrough or just something comes alive that wasn't alive before, I think the very first thing you need to do, and maybe even sometimes daily continue to do, is just invite the Holy Spirit. Just invite the Holy Spirit every day. Would you take up residence in this newfound freedom? Would you help me to walk this out? Like he is the helper. You're not meant to actually hold that alone. You're not meant to actually fight alone. You're not meant to actually keep that breakthrough in your own strength. It's a supernatural thing that happened. So we need to invite the partnership of the supernatural Mm -hmm. of the spirit to walk it out with. And I think every day, if you can be intentional, especially on the front end of the breakthrough, while it's new for you, while your, your, your thinking is different, your, what you see out of your eyes is different while you're walking in this new space of this breakthrough, invite the Holy Spirit to help you. Invite the Holy Spirit's protection. Invite the Holy Spirit to fill you and to fill that part of your life that is new so that there's no space or room for the enemy to come in and try to steal what God has given you. 
So I'd say that would be an important first step. I love that. And I think the second one too, like Laura, you're kind of going through this is to recognize that once again, we've talked about this. When you have breakthrough, we have God who is the ultimate king, but we also have another enemy. We have an enemy and you are now there's that's targeted. Like every time you take a step of faith, every time you take new territory, every time there's freedom, because his, he desires for you to be the opposite of God. He's a complete opposite bondage, stay hidden, diminished, everything opposite of God. So in that, you may experience, I just call them like disturbances where it kind of kicks up dust, kind of, kind of coming against weird things, weird things, weird things break, mm -hmm. uh, just a weird chaos, a little bit of chaos and yeah. random things that maybe a relationship, you get a, just a text that you're like, what is this about? Where did this come yeah. from? Things like that, that you say, where did this come from? Those yeah. kinds of things be aware. Yeah. Be aware. And it's not to be afraid or to feel like, oh my goodness, the enemy has so much power. No, he does. God is the ultimate authority. You are on the kingdom of God. You're under his bloodline. He is your covering. He is the one that covers you. However, it says we're not unaware of the enemy's schemes. So when there is freedom, you don't have to be unaware. So when that happens, you'd be like, okay, God, Thank you that you goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, that you are my rear guard. You also go before me and you surround me with goodness and tenderness. So right now I come under your covering and I thank you right now that you fight the battle for me. I right now take authority of that in the name of Jesus, but I come under the covering of my father, who's the ultimate king. And so just come into that, be aware of that, that there will be sometimes some disturbances. And that's just to kind of, like we said, kind of get you off off focus. And it's really to help you to kind of rob. It's all about robbing anything that God does. There will be an absolute trying of a robbing, but you don't have to be afraid of that. You don't have to like look for it or be like, feel like if you do something wrong, if you, yeah, you don't have to be afraid. Just come under the covering of Jesus. And if you feel a little bit like it's happening more, bring someone alongside with you to pray with you, to take authority with you. Don't do it alone, but don't be afraid and don't be almost caught off guard by it. Just recognize that it's most likely to happen. And even that be also, I just want to say this for those of you that really have, and speaking to this weekend, perhaps had a baptism, had incredible freedom ministry happen, something really major happened. Really be mindful this week and what you're allowing, not just this week, but in this season, what you're allowing into your heart and spirit, like really cultivate that and guard that too, because your heart is really tender. And so just really be mindful of that. And even maybe there's a situation that maybe might be coming up. For example, maybe there's a relational drama or something. Maybe this is not the week to immerse yourself into it. Punt it off for another week. Just kind of be aware and wise and really cultivate that. Allow the Lord to go a little bit deeper, not just what he did, but just to take it a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper and just have some wisdom in that. And uh, yeah, that would be my other word of advice, especially right after God does something. There's a real tenderness that don't rush that. Let it go deeper. Like he who started a good work and he was faithful to complete it. There's another deepening that he wants to take that on. So give some space and time to that and uh, yeah, go there with God. Those are real words of wisdom for sure. Often through a breakthrough too, and as God is moving in your life, sometimes, uh, actually not even sometimes, almost all the time, your appetites change. Yeah. Your appetites for yeah. certain things change. Like all of a sudden, you just don't have the same desire for, you know, different aspects of comfort and television and entertainment and things that mindless things that once sort of 
brought whatever it brought to your life or it was a neutral space, all of a sudden it's like you're just don't have the same appetite for it. You don't have the same interest for it. You sit and you might watch a movie and you're like, this is not really doing anything for me. Be sensitive to that and don't just don't just allow all of that back into your life, but actually like pay attention to where God is changing your appetites and what is he inviting you into as a replacement for some of those things? Because there could be a part of this move that he's doing of an invitation of just a deeper intimacy in your, in his walk with you and how he wants to cultivate that in your personal relationship with God and what that's going to mean and spending time with him and just like pay attention. Don't just put it back in your life and just push that aside until again, you don't feel that anymore. Pay attention to where you're like, ah, oh, like this just is not the same for me. You might have some relationships in your life that are just not healthy or not life-giving that you might say, wow, like I just don't have the same ability to sit in this anymore. It's not healthy. This is actually bringing discouragement into my life, negativity into my life. And you might need to create a little bit of distance with some different people in your life. This is part of sort of that tenderness that Rhonda's talking about, about navigating the post breakthrough of what God has done, because this is part of how God's changing you and transforming you. And if we just go back and do all the same things that we once did, then that transformation doesn't have time to take root in our life to actually see the fruit of where God is leading you in this season. And so I just encourage you to trust him. And honestly, it can be a little daunting as you're making these kinds of changes, like you could be like, wow, like I used to watch TV, you know, every night before I went to bed and now I just have no desire for it. But what do I do? <laughs> what do I do instead? And it can actually feel just a little bit daunting, right? Because you're like, well, I used to do that to kind of numb out the day or I used to whatever, right? Or all of these little habits mm. that are sort of shifting and changing, but trust it, go with it. See what God wants to do. See what God's inviting you into. See the intimacy that he's inviting you into. Replace it with worship. Replace it with reading your Bible. Replace it with something life-giving and see how God is leading you. It's really, really, really important. Oh, that's so profound, Lauren. I just think that those are really great words of, well, we got practical, to celebrate and practical. then some practical pieces of when you come out of something like that, a real milestone moment where you're like, oh my goodness, something happened. How do I walk that out in the weeks to come? And so those are beautiful words of advice. And so we just celebrate all that God did, but all that God is doing. Like God, like God is working today. His mercy, like his presence is just as profound as it was at heart conference. He's the same God. And so he wants to do in you today something fresh and new. So come alive in him, lean into him. He's got something new for you at the table. So just respond to his call, respond to the invite to come and to talk with him. And may your heart be, oh God, like I'm coming, like I'm coming to the table and I want to linger here, but I want to wait and I want to, I just, I don't want to dine and dash, but have all that you have for me today. I want to just maximize that. I love it. Can you read that scripture for us one more time? The Psalm 27, I think it was. Um, that you just read at the beginning. And let's just be blessed by that as we go today. Absolutely. It says in yep, Psalm 27, verse eight, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. 